And welcome back to the second episode of Spill the Beans. I'm Riley Beans Lickway. God bless. Welcome. Um, I'm super excited for this episode because this is... We're getting into it. We can finally discuss random topics and kind of what's going on in my world, right? We got a Dos Equis beer here, you know, for the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name, but that is what they call him. Um, I went to Indianapolis last weekend. Um, I think that's where we're going to start today. <laughs> uh, and let me tell you, that uh, driving six hours one day, six hours back, and staying up super late that night, terrible idea. But it was a lot of fun. I went with two of my buddies that I went to high school with. Shout out to Kevin and Josiah. It was great hanging out with them for the weekend. Um, yeah, so on our way there, you know, we were really cutting it close. Um, we went to Indianapolis for a comedy show, uh, Bad Friends Tour with Andrew Santino, Bobby Lee, and their opener, Jesse uh, Juice. And I don't know her last name, so I apologize for that. But it was a fantastic show. Um, so yeah, if you if they're coming to your town, you should go see them. So we got there right at the at the millisecond, right? Um, we're pulling up to our beautiful Airbnb that Kevin found, and the first thing that I want to just talk about, right, and what this trip was a good reminder of, is that people are great and people also suck like some people can just be the worst and maybe they're having a bad day or maybe they're having a really good day because maybe them sucking is a good day but this is what looking back on it really set the tone for this trip and it was a very good trip I don't want to I don't want to get away from that point like it was a very good trip but when I'm pulling into the alleyway, so Indianapolis is kind of weird with how they have their setup. It's it's all the houses and then the garages are in the back in the alley. So for me, that's different because all our houses are boom out in the open. This is a this is very big city vibes, right? And this these group of men are on their bicycles, not their motorcycles. There are bicycles, and one guy is waiting. Right for his friends, but decides that he wants to sit in the midi middle of the alley, where I'm. I need to turn in, and this motherfucker stares at me the whole time. Locked eyes. He's on his bike like this, you know, just staring back at me the whole time. Doesn't move. I'm staring back at him, and I'm like, dude. And he looks at me. He goes. Sorry. You're not sorry. You did that on purpose. I don't know what it is that made you feel like you had more privilege on that alleyway. Alright? I need to go park my car. We are on a time limit. I'm not on your time limit. I could have nudged you with my car. Who would have been at fault there? Probably, probably you. Although the law probably wouldn't see it. The, the law would probably see it the other way around. Right? So, note to guys on bikes, you know, be courteous, get over. That's why you guys have a lane. Bikers have a lane, a bike lane, 
right? It's got your little picture of a bike right in there. Use that, okay? And then if you want to use the alley or you want to wait for your friends, pull over to the side, right? It's the respectful thing to do. All right, I'm all for the pedestrians having the right of way, but you got to be fair, right? Just let me park, man. Just let me park. Because all I could think about after getting past you is wanting to hit you with my car. Now, I'm not going to hit you with my car, right? I'm civilized, okay? But I'm the civilized one. At some point, you're going to run into somebody who's not going to be as happy as I am, okay? There's going to be some guy who's going to be very upset, and you might not get hit by a car, but you might get hit by the door or the mirror. And no one's going to feel bad for you. All right. So we get parked. Great place. Fantastic place. We take an Uber over to the, over to the theater. And, you know, we get seated. And I think if, if you've ever been to a comedy show in a theater, it that to me is like, it's really good. Okay, that's a horrible way to describe that because I, I set that up like I was going to say something way more immaculate like that. See, that was really good. Uh, but when you're in a theater setting, it should be treated like it is a play or a musical. Okay, you, you sit down and you stay quiet and you enjoy the show and then you get to speak when you're spoken to. Right? That's kind of the whole thing. Man, I don't know what was up with this crowd, but they were just very disrespectful, okay? And to be honest, I was just, I got really annoyed throughout the whole thing. I want to say right now, the stand-up was incredible. By far the best thing all night, right? It was fantastic. It It's mind-boggling, how many people got up out of their seats to go get a drink, to go to go to the bathroom, to go do a bunch of other things. Because apparently they had a lot to do that night. That was frustrating to me. Because every other show that I've been to, and I've been to Tom Segura twice, so maybe... I don't know. But for him, you know, everybody's filing in and out for the opener because... No offense to the opener, you're there to see the main, the main talent. So some people are like, oh, we still have some time before the main guy goes on stage. And then once the main guy goes on stage, nobody moves. You sit there for the hour and a half and you let that guy go to work because that's his job. You're supposed to be there to laugh and let him know he's doing good, right? Jeepers, the people in this theater, man, I tell you. Just would not sit down. It bothered me a lot. Maybe I sound like an 85-year-old man. Maybe my grandpa's coming out on me, but it was just annoying. I'm trying to enjoy the show, and I got to look around you, and all over. It was just annoying. So, stand-up portion, fantastic. And then, they had um, a fan orientation, I guess, or a fan... Why is the word slipping my head right now? They had a fan interactive sketch. Sketch. Sketch? <laughs> That's funny. Sketch. Okay? And the whole premise was that you and a buddy, or whoever you're with, had an argument that you needed to hash out. So what they would do, they'd bring you up on stage, you'd hash out that argument, they would help you hash out that argument, pick a winner, bury the hatchet. Right? That didn't happen. 
I mean, it did happen for the last one, but the first one, okay, this is also where it comes to etiquette, right? If you want to participate, actually participate. But if you don't have anything to bring to the table, sit down. Okay, sit down. You're, you're zapping the fun out of it, man. So these this first couple comes up. And the dude is drunkard and shit, right? Just plastered. Asshole. Dude was an asshole. His girlfriend, she was not as drunk. She was fine. They didn't put in the argument for this, right? This wasn't this wasn't their choice. Their friend registered them for it, right? And made up a fake argument. And then it was just poorly. It was just it's just a shitty thing to do, right? So then they get them off stage and then they're trying to find somebody else. And they finally got a third group of people that 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 were good. It was a good one to, to do, but I think by the third time it kind of, it was gone. It was gone. And, you know, it's not their fault. It's just, if you're going to participate, do it the right way, you know? But that's out of your control. And then they decided to do a Q&A. And Q&As are always fun. They can, usually they're always fun. This one, I felt bad because they were getting stupid, stupid questions. Just beyond stupid. One lady goes up there and she's like, why didn't you go to Chicago? And they're like, you're here. And then she's complaining to them that she had to drive three hours to see him. It's like, then why'd you buy a ticket if you're going to complain about driving three hours? I drove six hours. I'm not bitching about the drive, except when I started this and I did complain about driving six hours. But it was worth it. Like I was looking forward to driving to see them. Because this is, it's my favorite podcast. Bad Friends is by far my favorite podcast right now. It's fantastic. And yeah, so the fact that that person was just that underappreciative, they didn't have to go on tour at all. You know, mind boggling. Then another guy asked if, if Bobby could be on his podcast. And obviously Bobby Lee told him to... To fuck off. That's his words, not my words, okay? And so it was like... I guess what I'm trying to say is if... And maybe it's because of my journalism major. But asking questions... Asking the right questions is so important. Because if you don't ask the right ones, you're going to come off as an asshole. And that's kind of what happened here, Right? Like, that's not something you ask people. You don't ask for them to be on a podcast. I was doing um, camera. or I was, volu- I was This was when I was volunteer at the Produced By Conference a couple years ago. And one of the things they told me is like, hey, make sure that when all the pr- producers and all, this, all the guest speakers are leaving that nobody sneaks by you. Because if somebody sneaks by you, it's because they want to pitch them a show. Or a movie, okay? That is not the time to pitch them a show or a movie. Not the time at all. And so, and sure enough, man, and they would say it before the conference. Hey, don't approach us here, okay? There's going to be a different time and place where you can pitch us a movie idea, pitch us a show idea, and then we can go from there. But that's just, 
And that would be like what the whole conference part, like that part of the conference, that's what that whole talk would be about. When to pitch it. So it comes back into line with this, right? You have to know when you're going to pitch a podcast idea. If you're asking Bobby Lee at a stand-up comedy special where he's not in podcast mode, right? It is a, it is for his podcast, but it's a comedy show before here, right? They're comedians first. It's just, it's like, come on, man. What are you doing? It's Have you ever watched the interviews for like football and, and baseball when an interviewer asks an athlete a stupid question? And you see their face and you're like, why did you just ask me that? It's complete bullshit. Don't ask him those questions. Like you're just trying to get a headline, right? It's like, that's why I respect Marshawn Lynch so much for what he did during those interviews. Because he was tired of it. He's like, okay, if I have to be here, I'm not going to comply. And I mean, it turned into a funny thing, but... You get asked enough stupid questions, you're probably going to shut down. Man, maybe I'm just a little feisty. Maybe Indianapolis got me a little feisty because last last episode I was totally chill. This one, I, th- I, th- I think there's a little anger there. Just a little feisty. So, afterwards. After the show. The show, again, fantastic. They did a song right at the end. I would go see all three of them live again. Well done on that part. Um, Yeah, audience, do better. Okay? So, things that we learned from going to a comedy show. Okay? And I'll just help out with these guidelines as well. And maybe someday we'll go full in-depth as a topic. But for now, let's just talk quick etiquette, right? Sit down, shut up. Okay? And do not, for the love of God... For the love of God, do not yell back at them if you don't like a joke, okay? I'm trying to think of the word, and the word is eluding me at this time. But don't do it, man. It's not cool. You're ruining the show for everybody. Like, if they, if he asks, like, if he talks to you and, and they're like, Hey, man, what do you do for a living? That's different. Talk to him, right? Because that's what they want. They want to play off you. But it's really... You just don't do it, man. That's just common courtesy. So sit down, shut up. And if you're going to get involved with a sketch or ask a question, be prepared. Okay? And if you're not prepared, that's okay. Just don't go up. Right? There's other times to be like, hey, man, you did a good job. Thanks for coming. You That that could be a comment on one of their, their posts. Or, you know, you shout them out in your story and then they might repost it. And that's good enough, man. You did your job, right? I went to Christina Pajitsky live with my best friend Chance. And when him and I went, you know, back with our old podcast, we actually shouted her out. And obviously, you know, she, well, not obviously, (laughs) Now, we didn't expect her to respond or anything. She did message us, which was cool. We had a little back and forth with her. It was fantastic. She killed, by the way. Go see Christina if you can. I think I talked about her last episode a little bit. But yeah, that's what I got. That's my advice for comedy shows. Now, after this show was over, 
We hit a couple bars, had a good time, stayed up super late, which was a mistake. But we had a really good time in Indianapolis, and we got to ride scooters, which if you get the chance to download an app on your phone and ride a scooter for six bucks from a bar to your Airbnb, I recommend it highly. It is so much fun. Dude, I don't know how you don't pop up $120 on those things because you just get one of those and you just ride around on it and you can just drop it off wherever you want, by the way. You can drop it off wherever you want. It's phenomenal, man. And cheap. Cheap. Because if we would have walked back, it would have took forever. But here we are. And so then we drove back and I'm still recovering. I am still tired and it was a week ago and that's how I knew I was old. I feel old, man. I can't keep up with the with the youths like I used to, you know? But yeah, now I got and now I'm I got to figure out what stand-up comedian I want to go see next. And we talked about my gigantic list of people that I want to see. So I got I got to figure that on out. I got to sit down, I got to figure that out. I'm thinking Theo Vaughn. No, hold on. Time out. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking Daniel Sloss. Theo Vaughn would also be good live. Daniel Sloss I think is my next the next guy that I really like to see live. I think he would be fantastic. There's a lot of other great comedians out there, but I think Daniel Sloss would be the next big hitter on my list. Um cuz I think he's hilarious. So man, is that yeah, so Indianapolis, let's see here. I'm trying to think if there's any other significant thing that happened in my life this week. And nothing is coming to my noggin. But I did start Ted Lasso this week. Um, I am on season two of three of Ted Lasso. And I can't lie. It makes me want to be a better man. Yeah. It's dude. It Ted Lasso is hilarious, but it's like it's like a feel good show, man. So for those of you who haven't heard of Ted Lasso, first of all, it's on Apple TV, which every ninetieth person probably has Apple TV. I haven't really heard of Apple TV getting a lot of traction, but they have Ted Lasso on there. There's a bunch of other stuff that I've never heard of. So. Ted Lasso is about a football coach from Wichita State, go Shockers, who decides to take a job to coach Premier League soccer in Europe. So, football over there. And so, he knows nothing about the sport, and the whole premise of the show is him trying to figure out how to coach this British soccer team. And, uh, yeah. That is, that's his whole, that's the whole premise of the show. And it is fantastic because he's just, he's like a really nice guy. And, yeah, he's going up against all odds. He's like, the, it's like a really big underdog story. So, yeah, I just... I think it's because I've been seeing a lot of clips lately for it. And every clip I've seen, it's like, oh, wow. That's really insightful. 
Like the, there's just good, there's good monologues. There's good back and forth. A lot of good one-liners. Like the dialogue is fantastic, to be honest. And the relationships on the show are also fantastic. The character development, and by that, the character relationships, I should really say, for a show, it's top-notch, to be honest with you. So I'm sure next episode I will have finished Ted Lasso, and then I can talk to you more about it um, because I am super excited about it. And then Mandalorian I heard wrapped up, so that's also on my list because that will be getting talked about probably on the next JP and Beans. We'll probably go all in on Mandalorian. I've heard that I've heard mixed reviews about the Mando. I'm a little nervous because the first season was fantastic. The second season was pretty good. And then season two and a half, which was Boba Fett, which I don't know if you even want to count that. But the scenes with the Mando in it were fantastic, right? So it's kind of a bummer. And I'll tell you why I think this third season. I'm gonna I'm gonna make guesses because I haven't seen the show yet. My guess right now of why season three isn't as well regarded as the first two is because they wrapped Mando and Grogu's story up so nicely at the end of season two. And then to bring him back, it kind of feels almost redundant, right? Because that was the whole journey. It was He was supposed to get him to the next, the next step in life. He's going to go train with Luke. And he gave up that to go back to Mando, which, understandable, they are like father and son in this sense. But for him, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because don't you want what's best for the kid? But from a show purpose, it's like, are you just going to milk this baby for money? Are you going to milk babies for money? I don't understand it. Like, for instance, okay, we've had this. This is not the first time we've had a baby character take off, right? Groot, prime example, baby Groot. When baby Groot came out, merch, 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 merch sold a lot for baby Groot. Can guarantee you, baby Groot, baby Groot, baby Groot, baby Groot, making all that money, right? And then to have. But here's the difference between Baby Groot and Grogu, okay? Baby Groot, he grew up. In Infinity War, he was no longer a baby. He was a baby for one movie and one end credit scene to another movie. That was it. He was a baby for one full movie. And then he was a teenager in the next movies. Movies, right? And now, he's swole. So, this is my proposition to Star Wars. You need to make Grogu swole. Hey, get him up on the roids. You know, you've seen Baby Stewie on roids. Have you? If you've ever seen that Family Guy episode, that's what you need to do to Baby Grogu, right? Get him jacked. Get him on whatever alien, alien muscle enhancers you need, right? Let him plug it right into his tuchus. Let him take off, man. Pumping that weights, shredding some iron. Let him do it. I would love that. And then let him get good with the force. Can you imagine a dude who could not only choke you out from far away, but choke you out, choke you out, literally? That makes sense. I promise it does. Be fantastic. 
And especially if he was like two inches still. So if he's like this big, swole, and could just kill kill an ox with a finger. Man, I'm telling you right now, if he can give Chewbacca a run for his money in an arm wrestling contest, I'm in. I would rather see those two arm wrestle than a him be just a regular baby, helpless, with Mando on a jetpack, shooting people. Right? So, man, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with, with that, with Mandalorian. So that, that's my prediction of why it's not as good, but we can always go further depth in depth later with that. All right. Enough talking about random stuff. I think we all know what, t- what time it is. It's about time for the Beans Breakdown. Now, today on the Beans Breakdown, before we get all into it, I'm going to be talking about all things Marvel, right? Marvel right now is, well, not as huge as it was back in like 2018, back when Endgame came out. Was it 2018 when Endgame came out? I don't think that year's right. Whatever, don't hold me to that. But after Endgame came out, it was kind of, it kind of died a little bit, right? Let's be real. The last good Marvel movie that came out, was Spider-Man No Way Home. It was. It was the last great one. Everything else has been like hit and miss, right? Because Phase 4, and again, we'll break down the MCU on a different night because that's a whole different topic. Uh, (laughs) But from... I lost my train of thought. MCU, Marvel. Ah, yes. Phase 4 was very rushed. Right? I think everybody saw that. I think the only thing that wasn't rushed was No Way Home. So, yeah. And that's, and obviously, when you have Tobey Maguire come back, you're going to get a W. It's an instant W. So, I thought it would be more fun to just break down Marvel Comics as a whole because I think there are a lot of people who don't know, like, all the properties Marvel has. Because there's still a couple big ones that they haven't that the MCU hasn't touched yet that we could be seeing really, really soon. And I'd be super excited to see that. And I think it'd also be fun for people who are like, oh my gosh, Marvel, you know, I see all the movies advertised, but never went to one because they've been living under a box for like 20 years now. So it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to to go dive into that. And because Like I said, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but I spent my summers, you know, when I was like seven or eight on the laptop and I would go through every letter of every Marvel character that existed. I went from A to S. And if you're wondering how long that took, it took a long time. I know an ungodly amount of Marvel characters. Too many. It's too much knowledge up here. Up until S. A to S. T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Good luck. Don't know. (laughs) No, but I know a good amount of them. Um, Yeah, but it's fantastic. So I thought it would be really cool to break down Marvel. Do I have any other notes on that? I think that's it. 
to the whiteboard. Alrighty, and it's time for the Beans Breakdown. Alright, and today, like I said earlier, we are covering Marvel. Bam. Right here. Now, first thing we need to discuss. Every big company, for entertainment purposes, has what I like to call a Mickey Mouse. Disney. Obviously, it's Mickey Mouse. For... For Nintendo, it has Mario. See, I kept saying Mario Marvel is getting all construed. Yes, Mario is Nintendo's. And for Marvel, <laughs> see, Mario Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you almost said it wrong, too. Okay, so for the first one, oh, before I break into that, never mind. Let me draw this spider, okay? We have the one, the only, Statman. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't. I don't know the rest of the words. Okay. That's right. Marvel's Mickey Mouse is Spider-Man. Spider-Man's easily the most, the most profitable hero that they have. Okay? Why is Spider-Man so good? Okay? The idea behind Spider-Man is that anyone could be Spider-Man. He's the most relatable hero that there is, right? Back in the day when DC was big, they had Superman who could do it all, and they had Batman who, human, could still do it all. Spider-Man, they're like, you know what? Let's make him a boy, a, a teenage boy with problems and issues. And everybody's like, we all have issues. And that's why Spider-Man blew up the way that he did, okay? And there are a lot of people who like to see Peter heartbroken, and just anxiety, depression, all the fun stuff, okay? I like my Spider-Man to, at the end of the day, be a happy guy, right? So, gotta grab my beer. But, as Spider-Man goes, okay? This is what I would call Marvel's big five, all right? There's way more things involved in the five, but there's pretty much five groups, okay? Five important groups when it comes to Marvel. Every character is going to fall under the one of the five categories, right? They're either going to be related to Spider-Man, okay? This is Spider-Man, okay? Number two, and number two is one of the biggest things. It came out in 2000. You probably guessed it. It is the X-Men, okay? Now, with the X-Men, everyone is a mutant, okay? This was Stanley's take on racism back in the 60s, right? Because the idea is that everybody hated the X-Men. Just like back in the day, people didn't like other people because of the color of their skin, okay? This was Marvel's take on that, all right? Now, what could a mutant be? Okay, it's literally anybody born and their genetics are different and it gives them superpowers, right? It's just people who were born with superpowers. I wish I was a mutant, okay? Mutants that exist in real life are not what mutants are in comic books, okay? Not the same thing, okay? But X-Men, mutants, number two for big groups, okay? Number three out of the big groups, okay? And you've seen enough of these movies to understand where I'm going with this, okay? The Avengers. Yeah. 
also a circle for some reason. So Avengers is the third big group. Okay, now these are not in order of the biggest groups because if it was, X-Men would be the biggest group, okay? Avengers is pretty much anybody that can do really cool stuff in a group for good purposes to take out threats that would threaten Earth specifically for the most part, okay? Avengers are Earth's mightiest heroes, okay? They don't care about going off planet. They will, you know, occasionally, but they got they they don't really care as much as they care about keeping Earth safe, okay? Anybody can be an Avenger. That's the whole shit whole shtick. Anyone can be an Avenger, just like anybody could be Spider-Man. Okay, a little different in terms, but anybody with superpowers can be an Avenger. Again, that's the idea. Okay, usually it's led by Captain America or Iron Man. Nine times out of ten, it's Captain America. Not that Iron Man can't lead. It's just Captain America's that natural born leader. Okay, that's Avengers. That's group number three. Now, number four is another group that we haven't really seen, but was also a movie in the early 2000s. And that, I need my light blue for this one, is the Fantastic Four. Now, again, there's a circle involved. I'm just realizing that the circles are a big thing, right? Spider-Man doesn't have a circle. And I'm starting to wonder if all of them were supposed to have circles. And Spider-Man missed it. I don't know. Okay? I'm not doing this on purpose, I promise. This is legitimately how the logos look. There's always a circle. Okay? And you're going to find some Avengers and X-Men logos that don't have the circle around it. But they all have the circle around it. Okay? I promise you. So, Fantastic Four focuses on Marvel's first family. Okay? When these guys were established, it was a guy. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, It was a dude. And this girl that he was really into because she's hot, right? Her younger brother and then his best friend, right? So they're a very tight-knit group of people. And then they get shot up into space. They come back. They get superpowers from radiation cosmic stuff, okay? Fantastic Four, the best way to describe them is they are like back to the future mixed with Star Wars, Okay? They go everywhere, right? They're not really worried about Earth. They are, but they're, they're worried about bigger things, right? They're worried about... Uh, they're worried about timelines, right? M- being, making sure that time stays the way that it's supposed to. They're making sure that other planets aren't going to come and try to invade us. Like, they're off-planet dealing with everybody else. That's how the Fantastic Four handles their business, okay? And finally... This is kind of like, it's like a weird, a weird grouping. I was trying to figure out how to group this, okay? I'm going to label it by a label that they already kind of have, but at the same time, like, anybody could be a part of it, okay? And I'm just going to do it in purple, and I don't know if they have a logo. I got to look it up, and because I want to make sure that the logo isn't isn't weird okay but this is what we're gonna do we're gonna draw an m okay and that one's gonna have a circle just to go along with the other circles okay i'm calling this the midnight suns okay now this just got a video game if you're curious 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 okay 
They focus on mystical stuff. Now, are the Midnight Suns a big group in Marvel? No. Okay, I'm going to come out right now and say it. Give it five years, it might be up there with the rest of them. The only reason I am going by the Midnight Suns label is because it covers mystical threats, okay? When there's magic going on. So Doctor Strange, okay? I'll throw Blade in there, but Blade technically lately has been an Avenger. He's a vampire, okay? That's mystical, weird, creepy stuff, right? What else can go under there? Moon Knight, he's kind of mystical, okay? Like I said, it's kind of vague with what all works, but this is magic, all right? Ghost Rider, another great mystical fit, okay? I would even throw Juggernaut in there, although Juggernaut would be an X-Men, okay? These are the main five groups, all right? Everyone is connected to one or multiple of these groups. Why? Because it's one giant label, okay? Now... There are groups that counteract each one of these groups, okay? Kind of, all right? But again, they're all grouped to their specifics. So let's just go kind of in order, all right? So if you're a Spider-Man villain, for instance, you're going to fall under one of three, all right? One. You're a goblin, okay? This goes for green goblin. This goes red goblin. This goes for the goblin queens, okay? Somehow you fall under... Oh, hobgoblin is another one. You're a goblin. Why do spiders and goblins fight? I couldn't tell you, man. I don't know if it's because they're both creepy crawly things. All right? I, to be honest, I don't know what a fully, like, a goblin is like. But for some reason, they don't like Spider-Man. None, none of the goblins like Spider-Man. Also, for some reason, all goblins have little flying gliders that they can just control with their feet. I still don't understand the physics behind it because I feel like it needs to push you up like a jetpack, but I don't know. Somebody can figure that out. I don't have time for it. It's just weird that it's on his feet. Okay? Goblin, number one. Number two, Sinister Six. Okay? We're just going to do that, right? That's literally all of Spider-Man's enemies teaming up to take him out. Right? I'm so sorry uh, for the burp. But everyone's probably been a part of the Sinister Six. At some point, I think they're the Sinister Twelve. Whatever. It's how whatever the number is, Sinister's in front of it. Okay? Usually led by Dr. Octopus, the guy with metal tentacles. Um, yeah. Usually it's led by him. You have a lot of main staples, but Sinister Six, okay? One one of three for villains. Number third and finally, okay, Space Goo. But I'm going to title it Symbiotes. But just know that it's Space Goo, okay? Now, this Space Goo is just aliens that are like parasites, but they're like good parasites because they're like supposed to help you out, cure you, and then they enhance your capabilities, right? So for Spider-Man, they made him way stronger, his web's stronger, and he didn't actually have to like reload his web shooters. Okay, I'm getting really technical here right now, but just know Space Goo. So if you're a Spider-Man villain, you fall under Goblin, Sinister Six, or Space Goo, okay? Now, X-Men. 
X-Men, their whole purpose is that they want to live with humans peacefully, okay? There's two main, uh, there's three main adversaries for X-Men, okay? Number one is what I'm going to title Brothers, and it stands for the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, okay? These are mutant supremacists. They think mutants are the highest, they are the superior, and humans are poo, okay? That's the whole, that's their whole thought process, all right? Led by Magneto 90% of the time, all right? The guy who masters metal, all right? Magnet is literally in his name if you couldn't figure that out. That's on you, okay? Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Number two is what I'm going to call Apocalypse. Now, now, Apocalypse is one of the main X-Men villains, and his whole thing is he thinks the strongest should survive. Notice that there's a trend, okay? One wants one race to survive. Another one just thinks if you're the strongest, you should, you should survive. The weak suck. Kill the weak, okay? That's his whole thought process, okay? Now, this also goes into, like, he always has the four horsemen that's based off the Bible, war, pestilence, Death, famine. Those are the four usually that he has, and he just picks one, and then it enhances their powers. So it's pretty cool. He's got a lot of powers. Okay, that's number two. Number three, I'm just going to title robots, okay? Technically, they're they're more than just robots, but they are called sentinels, right? And they were created by humans who think humans are the superior race. So... That's the whole thing with X-Men. It's who's better, really. It's when you break it down like that, it's kind of like, what? what's your point here? Okay, because they're all dumb points, right? X-Men, they just, they're like, yeah, let's all live in harmony, dude. And the other people are like, nah, we're better. It's a whole, it's a pissing contest is pretty much what it is. Now, under robots, I will also include humans just in general that want to be better. Usually they are the ones making the robots. Okay, that covers that covers them. Now we're going to go back over to the Avengers. You've seen the movies, okay? They're actually a really good example, okay? So, what do they do well fighting against? Okay, three things. And this usually has to do with taking over Earth, okay? So you have aliens. Again, boom, aliens. So... You have you have Thanos, prime example, when he comes to Earth with his people, and they're like, ah, we want the Infinity Stones. Aliens, okay? There was um, the Scrolls in Secret Invasion. That's a show that's coming out. Aliens pretended to be humans to take over Earth. Again, aliens invading, okay? feel like there's a third one there. Where is it? Riley, find it. Null, an alien from a different planet who was god of alien goop, okay, want to take over Earth. Aliens wanting to take over. That's Avenger level threat. Okay, number two. We go back to robots. That's right, robots. One of the Avengers, the original Ant-Man, believe it or not, Created a super robot, which is Ultron, okay? 
Avengers 2, if you're curious, he tries to take over the world with other robots. So he makes a lot of robots in this sense. But in the comics, he's usually by himself more. He, he has created a couple robots to try to help him. But mainly, one giant robot trying to take over the world. And kill humans, I'm assuming. Okay, that's number two. Um, number three would be like... I'm trying to think of like... I'm, I'm just going to put Hydra in here. All right? So like... Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that works. So, let me let me take that back. I'm going to get rid of Hydra. Hydra is still a part of this, okay? But we're going to write down evil powers. And by that, I mean evil world powers, right? So, we're just going to write Nazis instead. I thought of that. Nazis is the easiest. Okay, so anybody who is a fascist, okay, or they are ruling another country and think that they deserve to rule the world, okay? They fall under Nazis, okay? Now, not all of them are Nazis. I just mean evil other world powers that are trying to take over, all right? And they don't even have to be world powers. They could be, like, in, on, in the United States as well. A prime example, the Dark Avengers, Okay, yeah, they, they were an evil version of them, all right? But, you know, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants could fall under um, world power, right? Some of these can kind of cross stream, all right? Now, next, we'll go Fantastic Four, okay? So, some of their enemies, again, um... They're all cosmic threats, right? So we're gonna just say, how do I want to do this? This is a this is a really good one. We're just gonna go world eater, and that's the wrong marker. We're gonna go world eater, world eats. Okay, that's Galactus. That's that's what that is. So what he goes and does, he goes goes around eats planets because that's that's his what he munches on, right? It's like me going to the fridge. And looking for a chicken leg. All right. Same kind of thing. He's just going after a planet. All right. World eater. Okay. So they go after world eaters, making sure that they don't eat Earth. Because that's not cool. Or eat other planets. Because that's also not cool. So, because science. Now, another one. They also deal with aliens. Okay. Now, do these aliens intertwine with these aliens? A hundred percent. They usually deal with aliens in space. Okay? They deal with them in space. So they will handle it before they get to Earth. Uh, pretty cool, right? They're like, you know what? We're going to get ahead of this to space. Okay. That's number two. Number three. And that's where we'll jump in with this. We'll go with time. Yeah. So... Kang is a prime example. He was originally a Fantastic Four villain. Also an Avengers villain, but originally a Fantastic Four villain. Now, Kang jumps around, tries to screw up the timeline, takes over certain parts of time. They make sure, oh, hey, don't mess with time. And then they go back, they stop him, etc., etc. I feel like I'm missing something with the Fantastic Four. 
but I think that follows into one of the main three groups. All right, time and, yeah, I would say that. All right, now, mystical threats. This is where it gets really interesting, okay? So usually it's, we're just going to say, Yeah. We're going to say evil magicians. So magic people that use it for bad. All right, that's your Baron Mordus. I'm going to throw Dormammu in there as like the main evil magician, okay? Now that's a really poor sense of saying that because he technically rules another dimension, but he's magic-based, right? And the whole point is he wants to take over our realm with his magic because, I don't know, he's bored. Magicians, evil magicians. Now, number two, they deal with hell, right? So this, the main one is like Mephesto, and that is Marvel's version of the devil, essentially. So whenever he shows up, he wants something. He wants to make a deal, okay? And if you know anything about the song um, with the fiddle, you don't you don't want to get in, into a, a pissing contest with the devil, okay? What is the name of that song? Doesn't matter at this point, but it's a mean fiddle solo. Okay, you you get it. All right. And finally, the last one that we will discuss: monsters. Monsters is your vampires. Those are your huendigos. Those are your chupacabras. Those are your Frankensteins, your werewolves, etc., etc. Now, not all werewolves are bad. Got to throw that out there, too. They're not all bad. But they all fall under this. So these are the main five groupings. Now, you could throw out something, and I could easily place it in one of these five. Now, like I said before... Do the threats intertwine? Yes, each one of them do. That's why you get events. All right, now events are when a bunch of different heroes from different places get together and decide that they deserve to fight. Or they don't deserve to fight, but they have to fight together to beat the bad guy. All right? Right. Sorry, I was thinking about Daredevil and where he would go here. And I think I would throw him with Spider-Man, and that might sound like a, a very large controversy. All right, but there are street-level characters. And technically, I don't know, Daredevil's in such a weird spot because he's done stuff with Spider-Man. I don't know if he's been an Avenger, but he also has dealt with mystical stuff. So you could easily throw him in one of the five, I think. Come at me if you disagree, but that's fine. But now let's go back to what I was talking about with events. All right. So events, like I said, they cross over, boom. They, they usually help each other. Sometimes they fight each other. Okay. Because when one person has superpowers and a bunch of other people have superpowers, you're not always going to agree. Okay. You're just not. You're not always going to agree. So I will name some events that have... It's... Whether, you, you know, go read those events if you want to actually, like, figure out if it's something. 
Okay, but I'm just gonna list off some like major like group events. All right. So for instance, for Spider-Man, okay, for all the spider people, and these are also movies, um, you have Spider-Verse. Okay, this is where all the Spider-Mans from different universes all team up together to fight one common enemy, which is a bunch of vampires that don't eat blood, but they eat Spider-Man. Okay, that's their whole thing. All right, um, that's the main big one for Spider-Man. Technically, there's a Venomverse I would throw in here, which is the same thing, except instead of Spider-Man, it's it's Venoms, okay? And Venom's kind of branching off on his own. He still counts as a Spider-Man, okay? Still one of the five. Um, Spider-Island is another prime example. Pretty much everybody gets spider powers, and that's the whole premise. Yeah, okay? Some of the X-Men events that have happened recently. Um, so, I'm trying to think. But, fun fact, for X-Men and Avengers, here's one right here that's a crossover between the two. Um, these two fought each other, okay? So, this is a prime example. Avengers versus X-Men. Except, on here, it's backwards. Storyline is called Avengers versus X-Men. Okay, that's, that's one event that they had together. Right? Um, Days of Future Past. Um, yeah. Of, yeah. I don't want to write all that out. Days of Future Past, one. Right? So, they go back in time. Or no, they go into the future. Right? Yeah. They go into the future. All the mutants are dead. Why? Robots. Kill them all. So then they have to figure out, oh, how do we get back in time and prevent all this from happening? Okay? That's, that's one. Number two. Age of Apocalypse. And that, so... <laughs> just think about this for a second. A world where the robots win and a world where Apocalypse wins, okay? And that's pretty much strong survive. Mutants are still the, are the superior race, but he's hunting down all the, the mutants, or not, not all the mutants, but he's hunting down everybody who's not a part of what he wants. Okay, that's Apocalypse. It Apocalypse. Those are two great storylines. And currently, um, I wouldn't call it... I don't know how to describe this, um, but we're going to call it the Krakoan Age. So right now, they have established themselves a country, and it's only for mutants. And so everybody gets along there. And then if you're a mutant, you can be a part of this country. And then sometimes they host fashion shows. I'm not making that up either. They call it the Hellfire Gala. Obviously, it's more of a social event, but it, the, the whole thing's about fashion. Not my forte, okay? Now, Avengers. All right. Like I said, we have Avengers versus X Men. We have Secret Invasion, which, like I said earlier, aliens invade, pretend to be humans. They have to figure out who's an alien and who's a human. Okay, that's number one. You have Age of Ultron, where this robot takes over the world. Prime example. Um, another one is Civil War, where they all fight each other. Okay, just three examples. Obviously, there's a ton of other story arcs. All right. 
Now, um, geez, this is where it's going to get a little tricky because I don't know my Fantastic Four events very well, and I don't really know any magical events off the top of my head. Um, so we're going to stop there with this, but, <laughs> right? Where was I going with that? I don't remember. But then we have overarching events that affect everybody. For instance, Secret Wars, which all the realms are falling apart. And then somebody's like, okay, we'll bring them all together on one, one universe. And then to save everybody. And then it just doesn't work out. And then you, you that's, that's what, what's going on. Okay, Secret Wars, prime example. Um, War of Realms, right? Notice that there's a lot of wars. This is really poopy writing, but I'm getting tired of writing. Okay, War of War of Realms, another example. Um, that one might get a little... That's, that one's a little interesting of a poll. But lots of wars. Um, you'll notice that a lot of these were movies. <laughs> like, a lot of these were movies. Okay. Um, movie. 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 Mo show. That's going to be a show. Movie. 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 Okay. That's where Marvel and the MCU pulls a lot of their stuff. All right. So, and before I forget, there's obviously subcategories to all of these because once you pick a character, it connects into their own universe. But I will throw out uh, the Eternals as another group because it's kind of like... They're like gods in a sense, right? And then the Inhumans are connected to them. Here's why it's a subcategory, because they're all connected to, you guessed it, the X-Men. You didn't guess it, because I they just made this a connection. Okay? But they're all a part of one of five groups. So, if you have any questions, great. Fantastic. Ask around, Google it. All right. Now, there's one man for sure that you need to know the name of. All right, when it comes to Marvel, I'm gonna erase all of this. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name some some names. Okay, and I'm not going to hit all of them. Okay, because there's no point. All right, but there are a couple creators that you need to know when it comes to Marvel. And obviously, you're going to know this one because he made cameos in all of the movies up until his death. And that's Stan freaking Lee. All right. This dude is the reason why Marvel is relevant. Okay. This is your Walt Disney of Marvel. It's Stan. Okay. Now, you had Jack Kirby, who was also a very crucial piece and a lot of character creation for Marvel. Okay, Jack Kirby was was that guy. All right. Um, right now you have oh, and another key Marvel writer was Bendis. His name was Brian Michael Bendis. He did a lot of the two thousands to two thousand fifteens. That might be generous of a date. I don't know my dates. Okay, but Bendis is responsible for a lot of the movies because of the events that he created or helped write. And also, he did a lot of work with Spider-Man, created Ultimate Spider-Man. So, prime example. Um, some of the big name, one of the big names right now is Jason Aaron. Okay, he had a fantastic Thor run. Um, yes, um, I know Donny Cates. 
He did some Venom. Uh, obviously, I'm not doing a lot of these guys justice, okay? I don't know my writers and artists like I should, so please look them up, and you'll find writers that you like, okay? What else? Uh, the Romitas are both really um, father and son, junior and senior, very famous for their artwork on, like, Spider-Man. <sighs> man, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Those are the main ones, man. And that's not justice, because there's probably a lot longer of a list. This is what I can think of off the top of my head with zero research. All right. But the main one that you need to know, in my opinion, Stanley. Okay. I have a picture with Stan on my wall back there. So he's one of my, my heroes when it comes to this industry. All right. So... And now we will go, finally, into specific characters that matter to Marvel, okay? They're bread and butter, all right? So you've seen movies for them, but... Because I labeled the main five groups, but there's key players in each group, okay? Obviously, for Spider-Man, it's Spider-Man. We already talked about how important he is, why he's important. He's their Mickey Mouse, Okay. Another main one that shows up almost everywhere is Wolverine. He's the main one from the X-Men that you need to worry about. Hugh Jackman, man. He's phenomenal. All right? Wolverine. From the Avengers standpoint, I'm just going to we're going to pick one from each group. I think that's the best way to do this, okay? Captain America. All right. Usually he is what everyone looks up to to be a hero, right? For DC, you have Superman. Marvel, you have Captain America. Everyone looks to Captain America for, for leadership, guidance, etc. He's he's uh, the red, white, and blue baby. Don't know where I was going with that. Okay. Spider-Man, X-Men. Okay. Fantastic Four speaks for itself because they are a group and they are all together. Mr. Fantastic is the leader of the group. I'm not going to write that on there, okay? Mystical side of things. Doctor Strange is a very key figurehead because he is the Sorcerer Supreme. So if anything mystical happens, he's going to know about it. That's pretty much the main four, I would say, which... You could, you could have an argument with me on some of these, okay? Obviously, you have the Hulk, you have a bunch of other... You have the Hulk, you have uh, Thor, Iron Man. Those are all big names. Guardians of the Galaxy. You're probably wondering why I didn't have that up as a group. I would consider that a subcategory with the Fantastic Four <laughs> because somehow they are all connected to each other, okay? But they would be a subcategory. And you could maybe make the argument that they're, they are their own category now because of what Marvel did. But back in the day, I would have said connected to Fantastic Four. So that one's a 50-50. Um, let's see. And then another one because of street level. I'll throw him up here because I kind of already mentioned him earlier. I think Daredevil is like way more important than people think. Okay. He's like the street level. He is, he is the streets, essentially. Like, he's the one who's taken out, like, people who are stealing other people's purses, wallets, 
That's usually him. And then he obviously ninjas for some reason. So, yes, those are the main good guys. Oh, it's the main bad guys, and then I think we can wrap this bad boy up. And then I'll, I'll say why I like Marvel. But for bad guys, okay, for Spider-Man, um, it is Green Goblin. That's the primary there, okay? Norman Osborn um, has been a threat for more than just as Green Goblin, Okay been everywhere he's fought the avengers he's been an avenger right now he's trying to be a good guy for some stupid reason paired up with a with a bloodthirsty alien goo that's what he did okay green goblin up there number one of number one spider-man build probably okay man one that i'm gonna list that's a threat to like everybody is dr doom okay He's mainly a Fantastic Four villain, but, you know, he'll fight the Avengers as well because he's smart and he's got magic. And that's just a great combination to have, right? Science with with magic. Yeah, that's Doom, okay? And then, fun fact, the only, the only time the Earth has ever seen peace is when it was ruled by Dr. Doom. Fun fact, okay? So he can't be, like... At the end of the day, is he really that bad of a guy? I don't know. Okay. Dr. Doom, um, for the Avengers. How do I want to do this? Avengers have a couple. We already discussed, but we'll just write down Thanos. Right? That's like the big one from the movies. Okay. Kang is, is coming on the come up. Uh, and then, so we'll write him down. I'll write down Ultron. And then... Magneto, we already discussed earlier, but Magneto is one of the biggest ones. And I would say, honestly, for Marvel's Mount Rushmore of villains, it would be Magneto, Doom, Goblin, Thanos. Not in that order. Okay? So those are all the villains. Now, What do I like about Marvel? I think Marvel tends to focus on on people dealing with powers, right? I think with DC, it's a lot about super-powered individuals trying to be human, in a sense. But these are all feel like it's human stories dealing with superpowers that are beyond their ideology, essentially. No one thought they were going to get bit by a radioactive spider and get spider powers because if that happens today, you're dead. Okay? You get blown up and get by a gamma bomb, you're not turning into the Hulk, you're dead. All right? You get blown up by a missile and frag- fragments are going into your heart, you're dead. All right? You get shot up with experimental fluids to like make yourself a super soldier, you're dead. All right? You go up into space and get hit by space waves, you're dead. You notice the trend here? You don't live any of the things that these people do to get powers. So anybody who's like, oh yeah, I bet we could get... No, you're wrong. You die. Okay, you'd be dead instantly. There's not one that's even realistic. Batman, and we're not like, this is just heroes in general. Batman's not real. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how much Kevlar you buy. 
you're never going to... Batman knows every martial art. You can't physically do that. It's impossible. Okay? So if anybody was thinking, oh, you know, maybe I could be Batman. You can't be Batman. You can't be Iron Man. You can try to be Iron Man. You're not going to be Iron Man. Okay? I promise you that. Because as soon as Iron Man suits are real... They're going to be all weaponized for the government. You're not going to have anything to do with it. And then everybody's going to have it. Because why? It's like guns. Okay? Besides besides the point. Ugh. That's why I like Marvel. Um, those storylines that I, I threw out there, those are great. Um, my advice to anybody who's looking into reading the actual comic books, okay? Just find a character that you like. Everybody's got a character that they they could relate to. So if you like if you like grounded stories, Spider-Man's fantastic. All right? If you like team-up books where there it's a bunch of people fighting together to face a common enemy, Avengers fantastic. Okay? You want to deal with family stuff? Fantastic Four and X-Men. But if you want to go into space, there you go. Magic, you like magic? You like Harry Potter? You like Harry Potter? You like the little wizard wands? Doctor Strange. All right? You like Norse mythology. Thor. All right? You like Wakanda. Black Panther. There is a story for everybody, man. You want to watch a blind dude kick ninja ass? Daredevil. All right? That's just how it goes. All right? And like I said, they always crisscross. So eventually you're going to pick a guy and just pick something. Right? Pick pick an issue, or I recommend getting the just googling the character that you like, you know, just googling him up, and then be like, oh, um, top five Moon Knight stories, okay? And then you're gonna go, oh, I like this Moon Knight story. Pick it, read it, right? And then you know that's how you would do it. I would do it by the actual books and not single issues. All right, that's my advice to you if you want to start picking up comic books. Think that's everything, okay? Oh, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll go more. One more, okay? Um, I have three main Marvel he heroes characters that I really really like. Okay, number one, obviously Spider Man. Okay, Spidey is my favorite superhero of all time. My favorite character, comic book wise though, is Deadpool. Okay, and because of the movies were so great. And Robert Downey Jr. killed it. I'm a huge Iron Man fan. I am obsessed with every single new armor they make. Obsessed. It's unhealthy. But those are my main three when it comes to Marvel. Okay, obviously I like all the characters for the most part. But my point is... <laughs> those are my favorite three. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man was always my favorite hero as a kid. Deadpool, I grew up playing video games. Love him. Iron Man, because of Robert Downey Jr. Those are my favorite characters. I think that's everything, man. You know? Um, like I said, don't judge comic books. Just go read them if you're skeptical. Or just don't watch them, man. But normal people read these. <laughs> Which sounds like i doing a terrible job of justifying it. But, like, the whole thing is you just got to find... It's like what, picking a show, dude. You got to pick what you like, right? If you want a mystery book, don't go pick... Don't go pick... 
a, a freaking nonfiction history book. You pick nonfiction history, but you want mystery? That doesn't make sense. I didn't mean to rhyme it, but I, I went with it. Um, anyways, but that's that's my advice there. And then uh, we'll go. We'll even go one further. If you're looking to to get into the Marvel stuff, movie wise, um, if you're looking to get in the MCU, start off with Iron Man, and then look up MCU timeline, and then you can follow the releases in that order, or you can go in the actual timeline of what happened in that universe. So if you're doing that, it's going to be the first Captain America. But if you want to start it off right, watch the first Iron Man movie. Also, it's fantastic. But if you want to start with like some other ones, uh, the original X-Men, fantastic for the most part, and the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire, fantastic. So that would be the Marvel premise of that. But yeah, pick a character, see if you like it. And then, yeah. Well, thank you guys for being with me this far. Um, I had a lot of fun. That was the breakdown of Marvel. Um, next time, well, I haven't figured out what the next one's going to be, so stay tuned for that. But if you like this content, follow us on YouTube at Magic Beans Productions. Follow us on TikTok at Magic Beans Productions. If you want to hear more comic book talk, I've got a buddy. His name's JP. Him and I do a podcast called JP and the Beans Talk every other week. All right. And that's at JP and the Beans Talk on YouTube and on podcasts everywhere. So um, thank you guys for listening. God bless.